0: Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. And I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of Location Indie, and you may have noticed there was no timer in this episode, Trav. Yes, that's because once a month, we're going to be rolling out a very special bonus episode for you where we're highlighting one of our Location Indie members and their story of how they became Location Independent. We're going to be doing that today. So let's get into it. So I'm so excited this month to welcome our Location Indie member of the month, Alexi. Alexi, congrats and welcome. Thank you. (laughs) And it's even more fun when I've got to meet the person in person before. And Alexi, we got to have a good time in in Denver and actually get to do some really fun stuff. Talk a little bit uh, before you even get started in your whole journey. I th- thought this was pretty neat though. Let's bring it to Denver. You came to our Denver experience back in September, uh, 2018. Talk about that a little bit, like the thought process beca- behind going to Denver and what it was like to actually be there in a place that you hadn't been before. Oh, <laughs> Denver.
1: Um... The process was like, at the beginning, I really wasn't sure. Like, it's the middle of the semester, you know, I was in university and I was like, okay, I'm skipping uh, almost a whole week to go in Denver to meet people I I don't know. (laughs) and (laughs) But I was like, I'm already started on that path, you know, just trying to start my business to travel more and be more free. I started with Brian. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure if I go there, it will help, help me more, you know, to pursue that dream. So I just bought it after that. And I was like, no, I've decided I go to Denver and that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Alexa, you won our award for traveling the furthest because you came all the way from kind of the, the, Deep north, or I guess maybe not even the deep north of Canada, but pretty far north up in Canada, all the way out to Denver. And I I want you to just tell people about your first day in Denver, because when when you told me this story, it kind of just put everything, it just made me really smile. It was the reason that we wanted to put together other yeah, in-person events was to meet each other, but also to give people an opportunity like, like you were telling me. So describe then, you, you you know, your middle semester, you're like, all right, I don't care. I want to be free. I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to Denver for the, to meet these people I've never met
1: in person. And then you arrive in Denver and what happens? Uh, when I arrived in Denver, when the plane land, uh, I just saw the mountains, you know, mountains at the horizon. I was like, there's no way I'm not going there. <laughs> so I just rent a car right now and went to the mountains for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, but to be specific,
0: so he, you tell you walk out of like the plane, you're like, I, you didn't have a rental car, you didn't have anything, but you said I'm going there, I'm going to see those mountains, and you walked up to the rental ca- car counter, and they what? They had a minivan, and that was it, right?
1: Yeah, I was like, do you have a, do you have a reservation? And was, and they told me. Uh, I told them, no, I don't have a reservation. So they told me, okay, the only car we have is a minivan. <laughs> so yes. I was like, Oh, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You grab a minivan at the airport. You drive up into the mountains with with no idea really where you're going. You just landing in Denver. I was this was that the first time you were in the US or no? Was I is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The first
1: time in the U.S. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you just come up driving your minivan into the mountains saying like, hey, this is what I wanted, right? I, I wanted this freedom and I'm going to take every opportunity. And we got to have an awesome time with Alexi in Denver and, and getting to hear more of his story. And, and that's what I want to kind of dive into today because you mentioned kind of at the top of the show, you're a university student. But you've had these ideas and kind of thought about doing something entrepreneurially, but that's really started... Progressing and, and really gaining momentum recently, so just kind of describe that for us like what why have you recently decided hey there's a lot that I want to do that isn 't just a traditional go to school, get out of school, get a job in my major, and that 's it where Where did that start coming from those feelings
1: the feeling that I wanted more you know to travel more and everything it's been a long time that I have that in my head is um, since I started the university I was like I want to do something but you know everybody was like no it doesn't work like that you cannot uh, travel half of the year <laughs> and work uh, the other half or things like that no you have to work all year and you get only two weeks I was like no it's not possible <laughs> and when I discovered the the, the podcast Jason at Jason Pasca Zero to Travel uh, and people are there talking about their experience and what they've been doing to travel more, and I was like, "Oh no, I need to subscribe to <laughs> to Li and see how I can do it too." And after that, it just uh, uh, snowballed from there. and... I know this that I had uh, some skills that I could apply and still travel because most of the people like my business I'm trying to start now. It's about fly fishing, and most of the people I've been talking with, they were like, "No, if you start a business in fly fishing, we'll starve. <laughs> like uh, it's not a good paying job, fly fishing guide, you know." <laughs> but yeah, so do you do you think it was different? for for you growing
0: up like in a small town in in rural canada it, was it was it harder because there wasn't that many people that were getting out and seeing the world and and that or did you actually were you able to find any entrepreneurial or or at least just people in your real life who could be role models was there anyone who, who did say like, you can do this and I'm going to show you how, or was it all just, nope, no, no one's really doing this. That's why I have to find other people like through podcasts and, and then joining a virtual community like Location in Indie.
1: No, um, in my town, <laughs> the major industry there is fishing. And if you don't fit in that mold, you have to go away. That's pretty much because it's the made, only major industry there's a couple others, but it's the biggest one. And most people who start the business back home don't necessarily have the goal to, uh, you know, go away and travel and everything. Most of the people were like, just to make more money, you know. And no, most of the people I've been talking with in my hometown, they they think it's a crazy. Most of them are like, it's just a dream. You have to be rich to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting
0: too because whether whether it is a small town or whether you know you live in a big city or even a progressive city a lot of times it is this idea that be, most people aren't doing this, right? Whether no matter where you live or where you're from and most people are going to think it's crazy and I think that's why people say hey, I want to join a community of people who don't make me feel crazy for thinking this. In fact, I can just show up and all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, go do this and get excited for me." They don't think I'm crazy, they actually get excited for me. What then though for you because you mentioned fly fishing is is the thing that that you're looking into. You you're an avid fly fisherman. How does what does that look like for you? in a location-independent in way? Because I think a lot of people look at it and they'd say, okay, fly fishing, yeah, you you have a boat or, or you, I don't know, you live in a certain area and you take tours, and that might be a fun job for a little bit, but it's certainly not location-independent. But you're saying, hey, no, there is some other stuff that I can do. So what is like your ideal situation look like?
1: Um, right now, like you said, um, most uh, are not oh. There's opportunity to be um, location independent, but yeah, in fly fishing, if you want to show you know, people how to fly fish for now, at least for me, it's not uh, a lie. but since the fly fishing season is short, like two months or three months there, yes, the rest of the year, I could be location dependent just from the job I do for two months. And yeah, I love it, I love fishing. So it's not a pain for me to go back in my own town for two months. And after the rest of the year, I go where, wherever I want. Yeah, I think that's so neat because so
0: often we get stuck, I, I know myself even, on needing like the perfect thing and, and, and that being, oh, no one's ever telling me where I'm gonna be ever, right? Like I, I get, every day I could do something new, but you're saying, hey, wait a second, there's something that I love, fly fishing. I like being in my, my hometown. I know it. So if I can do that a couple of months, a year, and then have the flexibility to do something else the rest of the time and get to travel, that to you actually is ideal. And, and I've slowly transitioned to that idea too, of, of having like a bit of a home base, but then going from there. And I think that to me, it's pretty neat to hear you say it because you're a university student. I It took me till I was thirty four to come to this uh, epiphany here and you're like no i already got it so does that is that kind of the the what you're going after now start the fly fishing business let's bring people here two or three months out of the year and then where else would you want to go and what else might you want to do um
1: yeah for now it's mostly the goal like for two months i want to guide back home because i love my own time so so much i couldn't at least, I couldn't uh, spend a year uh, not going there, so it's a good thing for me. I could spend the two months uh, where it's <laughs> the, the weather is perfect, you know, in the summer, like July and August, it's a nice place, but not in winter. No, <laughs> so the yes, the rest of the year I want to travel mostly, and fly fishing in place <laughs> like when i was in mexico i didn't bring my rod and it was a pain i should have bring my rod
0: <laughs> okay so that that's interesting. so that's an idea that you have of saying all right i know i can fly fish july and august in caracate up in um northern you're up in new brunswick right new brunswick yeah yeah i, I always want to say nova scotia but it's new brunswick uh so you're up there and you say all right july august let me do that but there's opportunities possibly for you not only to fly fish other places, but possibly even, I don't know, do you have I- ideas of like working with other guides or kind of building out a network of fly fishermen in different parts of the world?
1: Yeah. Um, and that idea came really recently when I went to Mexico. I went to Isla Olbox and I saw a lot of spot that <laughs> nobody was there fishing. I was like, Hey, (laughs) they could be have a guide there and fishing. There's still some fishing a little bit, but it's not really, um, I, there's some guide, but not a lot. And, and not a lot of people know that we can fly fish there, you know? So I'm pretty sure there's other place in the world that I could start something there, you know, for fly fishing,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you have some hot spots of places that you want to either travel for fly fishing or just in general? You say, "All right, I got to Denver now. I was down in Mexico. You're doing it all now. You've you've like covered bits of North America now uh,
1: in the last like five months. Where else do you want to go? Um, I I want to go to Costa Rica to fish for tarpon and bonefish. I know you don't know <laughs> what kind of fish it is, but I have my bucket list. A fish I want to catch. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Baja, Baja, Mexico for rooster fish too. There's a couple of other places that I want to go just for the fish, you know. But um, I I really love other adventure for other kind of adventure like hiking and everything. So there's other country I want to go, not just for fishing, but... <laughs> There's a lot of country that <laughs> it's mostly for fishing. I want to go there.
0: Hey, that, it's good. It's awesome to have a, a goal, especially one that's around not only something you love, but something that you're looking to do as a profession, right? So you just constantly f- find out more things from different people from different cultures, which is only going to make you more interesting and better at what you're doing anyway. Now, since you've had this, like, because you're still in university, which makes it very unique. And right before we got talking here, uh, you had mentioned that, now you you have a, a major in biology which you like but you also now have now that you've kind of started your own thing you like marketing and you're minoring in marketing which you may be the only biology major with a marketing minor in the world uh, which if you are good for you but what does that look like now like what t- type of time frame or timeline do you have in your head for building your business and and kind of the next couple years
1: Um, Okay, my timeline, finish my degree, because I really want to finish it. And it was one of the reasons that I made the switch, because I noticed that I like biology, but I had a, a lot of other courses that I really didn't like, like chemistry and things like that. So I Notice that if I switch to a minor marketing, those scores that I had to do that I didn't like, uh, I didn't have to do them anymore and they will be replaced with marketing class. So <laughs> so yeah, I made the switch because I like marketing and I want to finish someday. So <laughs> I want to finish this year. So after that, I could um, put all my energy for my business and all the plan i have for traveling because i tend like to see that yeah i know university is good it's not a bad thing but sometimes I tend to see that like it's in the way, like I want to work more on my business, but oh, I have to study for that exam. And I'm like, ah, no, I don't need that. <laughs> I, I think you
0: are just wise beyond your years. Like whenever I listen to you, Alexi, I think you've gotten to a point where you say, I know what I want now. Right. And, and again, you might at this point, university, not bad. I went to school and I, I wouldn't tell people not to do it. But you've said, all right, I I tried to do just the typical, let me go to university thing, but I found something else that I'm way more passionate about that I see way more of a future in and way more of a lifestyle around. And so let me just get through it, right? Let me just say, all right, I'm I'm not going to give in yet because I'm almost there. But knowing that, hey, once it's done, I'm probably going to blaze my own path anyway, right? Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) what do you... Yeah. What what is the feedback then from like friends and family now? Because you said people say, hey, they they thought I was crazy, this and that. And, you know, a lot of times parents, I think when when at least mine and maybe you can relate, Lexi, like you have these crazy ideas and like they they don't exactly see how it's going to work because truth be told, we probably don't know how it's going to work either. And they want the best for you. But what have they thought now? Where you said, like, all right, I am going to finish my degree. Like, I'm not just, I'm not just going to leave a semester too early and go travel the world. Like, I have this plan. I'm going to finish my degree. Have they come around a bit on this idea of like you trying to do your own thing now, like because you're going to have the degree and then you're also going to try your own thing, or is there still
1: a lot of like pushback from friends and family? Uh, no, um, now that. Uh... I know my plan that I will stay. The biggest problem for my friends and family was like, don't, don't just throw out your university. It, there's only one year left. Don't do that just for something that it wouldn't work. But now, like, and I switched to marketing, and I just I took I showed them all the work I did for my marketing campaign. So now I think they better understand that what I want to do, I'm not saying that they like it. <laughs> they are like, why do, because why do you do not take the job in Shipagan, a town close to mine, because I've been working there for three years and they want to hire me after my degree. And they are like, why do you don't take that job instead of trying to do that thing? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. Uh, i 've been working there three years, and I know what what it is i don 't want that, but at least they 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 feel better because I want skip University to travel right now i they yeah
0: so it 's like a compromise right you know that this university degree that you're getting probably you 're not going to use you might use the marketing, but like the biology you 're probably not going to work in that field, but you're saying hey it is good to have a little bit of a plan, like a fallback plan, um, and and to have worked with that company. So if you do have to go back to something, you have that, even though you and I both know that's hopefully and, and honestly, probably never going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest at this point. Um, but it is nice to have that have that as a compromise. Now, what about... What have you seen as you've like transitioned into this and and found the marketing like what do you think it is about the marketing because biology and marketing are are so seem like like so totally disparate things right? what do you think it is about the marketing and and the entrepreneurship that really has like grab the hold of you in the last year so much that you say, Hey, I'm going to build this business while I'm going to school. You're basically doing double duty here, but you're so excited about it. Anytime I talk to you about it, you're so excited. So what do you think it is that's gotten you so
1: fired up? Um, To be honest, I'm not really sure why, but maybe because I know that I could actually, you know, uh, with that uh, realize my dreams that I have and, It's been a long time that I wanted to start a business. I know when I was younger, I was like, oh, I will probably start a forestry business or something like that. It was always something that I had in my head. But now, but maybe in the time I thought it was unattainable, like it was something like, oh, I need to have a big load of money to start a business or something like that. But now I think like, My I think my mindset just shifts that yeah, I can actually do it. Even if I'm on a student budget. I don't need to be rich. I don't need to have a ton of time either to start that. I just need to really want it to start it really like want to start, you know, you want it to start just enough to work on it each day. Yeah, and keep keep the momentum. Yeah,
0: you 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 mentioned something there, not having to have a lot of money, because I think as young younger people, a lot of us then probably had the idea that we want to do something, right? Even like I never considered myself entrepreneurial as a kid, but because I assumed everyone just had ideas floating through their head that they wanted to do, and then I realized some people don't, right? Like they just they have never thought that way. Um, But you mentioned something cool there, where you said. I thought you had to be rich or, or I thought it was unattainable because it just seemed like this big pie in the sky goal. But then when you started, you realized, hey, I can do it on a student budget and I can do it even if I don't have 40 hours a week of time to do it. And that's kind of what I see most people who are joining LI doing is not, not people who are ready to jump in 100% because they don't either have the time or the money, right? They, they're working full time or in school full time or something like that. So what have you found as ways like little tips or hacks or tricks to be able to start your business cheaper than you might have thought before and also with less time? What do you find that works for you? Oh, <laughs> the
1: the big question.
0: <laughs> That's right. How how do you start a business with no money and no time, Alexi? Just answer us that and we'll be good to go.
1: Yeah, no time. Um, the The thing is, there's always some time to work on it. It's If it's a big enough priority for you to work on it, you will work on it. Because a lot of people told me, like, you're in university. When do you find the time you need to study, you know? But I put some priority on my business instead of other things. I've been sacrificing a little bit stuff, you know, in the last semester, like, all my friends were out partying like uh, half of the week, half, of, half of the week, but I wasn't. I was working on my business. I'm not saying that I don't go out, but less, you know? I put priorities and if I really want it, I need to work on it. Now, that's it. And skip things that don't doesn't necessarily bring you um like uh, spending two hours on Facebook scrolling down, it's useless, don't do that. (laughs) You won't get happier because you scroll down two hours on your Facebook uh, feed. So I just removed some things like that that I thought that wasn't really necessary for me to be happy and I put business there instead. Yeah, you know, what? How many hours
0: would you guess that you work on your business a week? Then, if you had to put a number on it, or or maybe you know the exact number. I don't know.
1: Uh, Ten, twelve, maybe. Okay, an approximate. I was like, my goal was to work at least an hour a day each week. That was my goal, and since now it's like an habit. Like, <laughs> and since I put that goal, only one hour. Or, at the beginning, it was only like an half an hour. Just, you know, work a little bit on your business. And most of the time, you won't just work half an hour. If you have the time, yeah, yeah. sometimes it's just starting. Once you started working on it, you will probably continue until you have no more time you know, to, more, to work on it. So sometimes I, I was like, oh, okay, I will work on it like an hour but after that, it was like five hours later. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> what,
0: what has been the the biggest struggle for you then with trying to build this business?
1: Um, I will say um, manage my time. I I find some time, but sometimes, like uh, I was too much working on my business, so. After that, I was I had to do last-minute work for my university. So now I couldn't work on my business because I had to work on my university. So if I would have managed a little bit better my time, uh, I think uh, it could be like um, I would have had less rush <laughs> when doing my uh, business because even if I liked it, I tend to procrastinate on it too.
0: <laughs> Have you found anything, like any resource or anything that you've done that's, that's been helpful for that?
1: Um, like a thing I've been doing at least in the last uh, two months, it's at least plan your day um, uh, the night before. Because I don't like to plan too much. Like, I won't be the guy who plan, like, uh, three years, three weeks in advance, you know? Okay, that day I will do that, do that, and do that thing. No, no. Uh, It won't work. Because most of the time I will, okay, if I work on that thing, it will take longer than I expected. So, all the things after will get uh, (laughs) um, crashed, you know? It won't work. So, the thing... like in the last two months I've been doing is when I go to sleep, I just put one thing I want to do for business, one thing I want to do for university and one thing I want to do for my personal life in the day. That's it. Just one thing. And at least that day, if I could just done that thing, properly my day is done you know it's good because most of the time i tend to do too much Uh, most of the people who know me (laughs) would tell uh, that guy doesn't sleep (laughs) (laughs) so that was that that was a way to uh, you know uh, do less thing but better not to rush in the things and later that I find that, okay, I did that um, too fast and I have to do it again. No, at least when I do something in the day, even just one thing, I do it properly. So I don't have to do it again.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think that's a that's a really great lesson because so many times we're sitting there and we're saying stuff like like we wanted we want to accomplish so much, like outward looking, right? It's like, oh I I had this list of 15 things and I crossed them all out and you know, this and that. And sometimes that's way worse than just saying, Let me focus on one or two and getting them done right it's it's like you're not you're only fooling yourself i think a lot of times when you have a lot of stuff to do or you talk about like i put 15 20 hours and you know there's times where like obviously a lot of us are in, in the moment and you work hard but some i found that with the more hours i put in my productivity and kind of my quality of work definitely starts to take a dip versus saying let me just focus on one or two or three things get them done really well and then call it a day or, or, or you know or put an end to that project, or whatever it is
1: yeah, and it was at least at least doing too much stuff in a day. It was one of my biggest problems in the last couple of years. I wanted to start like uh, my guiding business it's not i 've already tried to do that, but I was trying to put too much thing at the same time, like uh, <laughs> Um even this summer, it was a little bit too much. I was trying to build that too. But I was trying to build a, a farm business too <laughs> with my lands I have. And I was working. Working, And since it was an intern, I had to do uh, some homework for university too. So I was doing too much. At the end of the week, like you said, the productivity went really down. And I was tired, you know. So yeah,
0: and you probably weren't enjoying it, right? Like because it it felt like a felt like you had to do it instead of wanting to do it. At least that's how I found.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it was like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. What, yeah. What do you think has been for you the biggest benefit of being a part of the location indie community? Where have you seen the the biggest growth and the best stuff happening with being a member?
1: Um I think it was like um when when I go to events like like these and or I share you know the things I've learned or things I'm doing is a feedback of everybody, and what hearing everybody's plan, you know what they are doing, so most of the time it give gives me idea like even in Denver, I was talking with a couple of people that. I was telling them everything that I do, like like I already told you i I do a lot of stuff, <laughs> like farming and maple, syrup, and things like that, and everybody was like and and you think you don't have business idea i I just found like, hey, just in the sentence you told me, <laughs> so it's it helped me to see that there's multiples multiple ways that I could start a business instead of like people told me back home that, no, you cannot live with that or with that. It's, don't dream. <laughs> uh, uh, don't dream too much. You have to be rich to travel that much. But it made me realize that, no, all that, I, those ideas, I could eventually use it to start my own business, even fly fishing or farming or everything. There's, there's a way to use it.
0: Yeah, I think it, it's nice that it gives you perspective, right? I, I remember when I first started talking, to Alexa, like, I didn't know exactly what you're doing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, learning that you tap your own maple syrup, you do fly fishing. Yeah, you have land that you wanted to farm on. This was like in the first two sentences of us talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's an interesting guy right here. Um, and I think a lot of times we, we get lost in our own heads, right? Of Oh, that's normal life for for me. Like I just I do all these things and yeah, I think they're neat, but but it's it's not that neat. It's just normal and I don't really know what I want to do or what I'm good at. And then all of a sudden you tell someone else what you do and they like look at you and think, you know, they've never done that or they never heard of anyone who's done it. And all of a sudden you start to say, Oh, okay, maybe I am maybe I am doing something cool. Maybe I should give myself a little credit or, or have a little perspective on what I'm doing.
1: Yeah like you said most of the thing that i was talking about was like oh everybody do that back home like uh, like logging or have your own garden and things like that back home it's like it's not a big deal there's already a couple people doing that back home so when i went to denver i speak to people who've never done that they are like oh you need me uh i I need you to show me that <laughs> like, uh, I know Ricky, I was talking to Ricky and he was like, when you do something like logging or everything, just take a picture and send it to me because it uh, was like, someday I w- would like to do something like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it gives us perspective on, I think like a life. That's, that's different. Like all of us have grown up in, in different lifestyles w- with different families and in different areas. And we, th- kind of think it's the norm, maybe, maybe we think it's the norm, or usually we think it's the norm because it's it might be normal for our area. And yet you're telling me it's like you're like, oh yeah, I just started tapping maple syrup last year, it's years ago. I'm thinking, that's amazing. You're like, well, what do you mean? My grandpa did it. It's nothing. And I'm like, I've never met anyone who's tapped maple syrup before. <laughs> that would be cool. Like you know, just some, even if it's a hobby, even if it's not a business, you you kind of step back and I think are able to appreciate your life a little more when you talk to other people because they're seeing it from a brand new perspective than the way you're seeing yourself. And, and obviously that, that can only help then with the business ideas and with stuff like that because they're going to start bouncing things back and forth to you that is going to give you a little more clarity and perspective as well. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And and I still want to learn how to tap maple syrup. So I mean, that's gonna be a thing that we have to do. We'll have to do a location indie journey up to Karaket, New Brunswick, uh to tap maple syrup. And you could teach us logging and fly fishing. I mean, we're we'll all be like outdoorsmen and outdoors women. We're ready to go on like those shows, right? Sur- survive in the in the forest alone just because of Alexi's skills. Um, so yeah. Well, thank you, Alexi. I love hearing your story, man. Every time we talk, I learn more and more and more about you um, and and kind of the different layers that you have and and the things that you're doing, which is really cool. And personally, I just want to say thank you for being an awesome part of LI. And and of course, I I get motivation from hearing someone who's your age um, and who's younger just having a way more i was going to say a bit more but it really is way more of a perspective and kind of way more of a grasp on what they want to do than i did at i think what 23 24 24 24 yeah so uh big congrats on that and and you're well on your way to doing some awesome stuff and i just want to thank you for being so enthusiastic and and helpful and for sharing so much today and also inside the location indie community it's been it's been awesome to follow your journey and to be a part of it. thank you (laughs) Where where can people find out more about you? Do you have a website that they can check out yet or is it just inside the location Any they should contact you?
1: Um, for now, uh, I have a Facebook page, you know, for my business um, for fly fishing because like I told you, I launched uh, two days ago. No, yesterday, I had lunch yesterday. But they can contact me to, it's Alex Fly Fishing. That's it on Facebook. But for now, I don't really have a website, only like uh, for my uh, uh, business lunch, I have like a, a little page that they can enter my uh, website, uh, their email and everything so they can apply to my product, you know. But uh, it's mostly through my Facebook page, they can um, awesome. contact me or an ally if they want to. <laughs> and, and that's Alex fly
0: fishing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lexi. We appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for being an awesome member of LI. And to anyone who's listening, if you're a member of LI, Come hit up, Alexi. Uh, Learn some crazy stuff. He can also teach you how to defend yourself against a porcupine, but we're not going to reveal <laughs> that in this call. We're going to have to reveal that next time we have him on the call because that's something he taught me in Denver, which obviously I didn't know. And if you're not a member of LI and you're, you're sitting there and you're saying, hey, I'm in the same boat as Alexi, maybe you know people in my life think it's crazy or they tell me I'm too much of a dreamer or, hey, I've got to get a real job. Or you're feeling the same things that that Alexi was feeling and that, and that a lot of us feel. Um, Check it out. You can join us at locationindie.com. Hop on the email newsletter list there. And then anytime that we open up the community, you'll be the first person to know and you'll be able to get into the community. We only open a few times a year. So if you're interested, get on that newsletter list and find it at locationindie.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll chat soon. thank you for joining us today on our very special monthly bonus episode where we highlight a Location Indie member and their story. If you're interested in joining Location Indie and learning more about what goes on in our community, check us out at locationindie.com. You can hop on the newsletter and be the first to know when the community opens up again. We'll chat with you soon. See you next time. Peace.